Villas Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Heavenly Father, we are thankful to come before you this morning. We want to continue to pray for those who are not with us, those who are ill. We're thinking of Kathy Allen, Lois Spies. We want to pray for the Russell family as they are starting the process to all move back to the Philippines to share the good news of Jesus with the Ati people. Lord, be with us the rest of our time this morning as we open your word. I pray that we can be encouraged and challenged by what you have for us. We pray all of these things because Jesus himself has made this possible. Amen. Some of you follow the news closely, some a little too closely, some not close enough. I would advise everybody to at least know what's going on in the world, but just don't buy into what you see on the news. But one of the stories that's been on the news recently was an astronaut who was sharing the International Space Shuttle with a cosmonaut, and they both returned safely this week back to Earth. Now, this is a big deal for us here in the USA because the astronaut from the United States broke a record for most consecutive days in space, 355 days in a row that he was in outer space. And everything that's going on in the world right now, people were concerned whether or not this astronaut and cosmonaut would be coming back safely because they were coming back in a Russian-controlled area of the world. So people were a little unsure or whether or not the Russians were going to play ball with us. But he came back, and everything is all well and good. But what you see right here is an astronaut, not the astronaut that just came back, but this is an astronaut on what is known as called a spacewalk. See, Astronauts have to go on spacewalks to fix the space station that they're staying in, and they have to go outside to do so. Now, this is a very difficult thing to do because outer space is an extremely hostile environment to us humans. In fact, there's a danger on a spacewalk, and that danger would be this, floating away. See. What you see is an astronaut tethered to the space station so the astronaut does not float away because this hostile environment wants to take the astronaut away from the astronaut's home. Well, temporary home, shall we say. Brothers and and sisters, this is actually pretty similar to us here on this earth. Now, I get it, we're not tethered to a space station as we walk around this earth, but as we walk around this earth, we can't forget that this environment is hostile as well. In fact, I would say it's a little beyond hostile. This world is sinful. And as we venture out in this world, we need to kind of have this mindset that this astronaut has of being tethered to something, but we can't be tethered to just anything. Because that's kind of our problem, isn't it? Deep down, we know that life is short, that our mortality 
one day will come, but unfortunately we tend to tether ourselves to things that aren't going to make our survival last any longer. There's a number of things we could tether ourselves to. How good of a person we think that we are. How successful we've been. What kind of home we live in. What kind of car we drive. But ultimately, as believers, there's only one thing that we need to remain tethered to. And that is God's grace. And this brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. Because after all, we are outsiders on the inside. Today we're going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. We're going to be looking at verses 7 through 16. Last week, Greg encouraged us to serve the high priest, a.k.a. Jesus. And we were encouraged to serve the high priest with every part of our lives. Today we're going to be encouraged to faithfully follow Jesus like our leaders faithfully follow Jesus. And this is exemplified in our commitment to the Gospel, praising the name of the Lord and serving others in Him. That is what we're called to do as believers. And it's only going to be easy to do so if we remain tethered to God's grace. Because God's grace is what leads to salvation. Because after all, what does the Bible tell us? For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. Grace is a gift. Therefore, God has given us the gift of faith to begin with. So let's get into this text, and we'll see all of this in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 through 16. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Amen. As we look at these verses this morning, we're going to go ahead and put them into this one simple sentence, which will become our main idea for everything that we are about ready to examine in the text this morning. And that main idea states this, God is pleased when we live inside this world like outsiders. If you want to please God, then live inside of this world like 
you are an outsider. Now, most of us would probably say, not all of us, but most of us would probably say Governor DeSantis is one of the greatest governors that we've ever lived under. Amen. Somebody said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> but we, we did have a, a, a much easier time during COVID, so there's high praises to Governor DeSantis. But it's not really about that. That's not why I'm bringing him up right now. I just want to mention something that he, he recently signed. He signed this bill that's going to end standardized testing. It will replace standardized testing with what's going to be known as progress monitoring. In fact, they've named it the progress monitoring system. And I get it. Not everybody is good at taking a standardized test. But a standardized test is necessary to grade everybody on a level playing field. Everybody has the same standard going into it. Unfortunately, we don't all learn the same way. We don't all take tests the same way. Some of us do really well on standardized testing. Some of us do not. So this new system is going to make it so everybody will kind of be judged or graded on their capabilities. Church. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with a standard. I actually like the fact that they're going away with this in, in schooling, but I think that a standardized test is actually a good thing. I think we need a standard. Jesus is just that for us. He is our standard. Jesus is our standard, and He is our standard. We can say this with confidence because what does this text tell us this morning? He is the same yesterday and today and forever. As humans, we like a progress monitoring system because it has flow. It's fluid. We can kind of change it as we go. We can adapt it to the given situation. But as believers, that's a dangerous proposition. We need a set standard, and Jesus is just that. And we gather as much from our first four verses this morning. So first, remember your leaders. Specifically, this addresses leadership, former leadership, but it could also address current leadership. So I want to encourage everybody here this morning to examine the leadership here at Villa's Grace Church. And you should be able to imitate their faith. Is leadership here at Villa's Grace Church living inside this world like an outsider? Is that what you see from the leadership here? Does the leadership here speak the Word of God, as it says, with conviction? Does the leadership speak from conviction? That's very important. That is very important. When we speak from God's Word, we should do so with conviction conviction, all of us. And if so, imitate the faith of your leaders here. God has sovereignly selected the leaders who go before us. We haven't selected the leaders who have gone before us. No, the Lord has sovereignly selected the leadership that goes before us. So therefore, 
See what it says here. Consider the outcome of their way of life. So what results did their faith produce? Are you seeing results from the leadership here at Villa's Grace Church? Faith produces outsiders living on the inside. Now, another way of saying this that I know all of us have probably heard before, live in the world, not of the world. Only outsiders can remain consistent. That's very important for us this morning. Only outsiders can remain consistent. A standardized test, though it may do damage to somebody who doesn't take standardized testing well, it still remains consistent, doesn't it? Jesus was an outsider on the inside. He is the standard for consistency. After all, what does it say here? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is consistent. And His consistent focus is God's eternal kingdom. That's what He was focused on His entire ministry here on this earth. As Jesus walked this earth, He was always focused on God's eternal kingdom. And if He wasn't, He would have built His kingdom here while He was here. This should be our consistent focus too. Each and every day, we should be consistently focused on what's to come. If we're not tethered to God's grace, how could we ever focus on what's to come? Because after all, God provided His grace like He provides the hope of a future that we will one day be able to partake in. Now, as we move along to verses 9 and 10, brothers and sisters, like a standardized test, the Gospel is universally consistent. The good news for hell-deserving People through the person and work of Jesus is universally consistent. Therefore, what does it say? Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. Those who live like insiders inside this world are as inconsistent as culture. I'm going to say that one more time. Those who live as insiders inside this world are as inconsistent as culture. Culture is extremely inconsistent. I don't even know what I have on today, but I guarantee you if I just keep these clothes long enough, it's only going to be a matter of time before they come back in style again. Some of you still have members-only jackets from the 80s. And if you busted one of those out on a cool day here, you would be hip once again. But if you would have worn it at the end of the 90s, early 2000s, you probably would have been looked upon as being a geek. Everything goes in cycles. Everything gets recycled. Everything's a hybrid of what it once was. We throw around terms nowadays to label governments with outdated and archaic terms. 
What's happening in the world today is really a hybrid of this political system, that political system, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and then now we got something new, and it's only going to be a matter of time before people start coining new phrases. And then in 20 years, time passes by, and all of a sudden, it's getting recycled once again. Culture is inconsistent. Just... Next time you check out at Publix, next time you're waiting for the people in front of you, just look at those magazines. It's the same old faces recycled over and over again. Those who live like insiders, church, are as inconsistent as culture. See, change is constant. Change is, is definitely constant. That's one thing that we should all realize as we continue to walk on this earth. But even though it's constant, change isn't necessarily consistent. Outsiders, on the other hand, outsiders on the inside are consistent. Because we know the gospel never changes. It is very easy to be consistent as we walk through this life tethered to grace because we know that the gospel, our standard, never changes. Church, as outsiders, we must remain tethered to God's grace, just like an astronaut is tethered to the space station on a spacewalk. Because after all, what happens to an astronaut that's not tethered? The astronaut floats away. What happens to us if we're not tethered to God's grace? We become led astray. Being led away from God's grace always has the same premise. Each and every time, everybody throughout the history of the church who has been led away from God's grace has the same exact premise each and every time. And that premise is called legalism. Legalism gets defined incorrectly about 99.9% .9 of the time. People use that term when they think somebody else is judging them. Legalism has nothing to do with that. Legalism has everything to do with you judging yourself based upon your own work. This is how it works. You drink, I don't drink. I'm more holy than you because I don't drink. You say curse words, I don't say curse words. I'm more holy than you because I don't curse. See, you see where I'm going with this? I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do that. And every time we go through the list of all the things that we think that we do, we're only doing them because we think God's pleased with us because of us and our work. That is the anti-gospel. God is only pleased with us because of the work of Jesus upon the cross. Now the author of Hebrews knew this. After all, what did the Jews end up doing? 613 laws on top of the Decalogue, on top of the Ten Commandments, because at the end of the day, they knew that they couldn't keep the Ten Commandments, so they came up with 613 more laws that they thought they could keep in order to please God. God is only pleased in us and our work if we have faith in the work of God. Jesus, stay tethered to God's grace. And this brings us to say this of this first section of verses. 
Change might be constant. Change might be constant, but only God's grace is consistent. Change might be constant. This world, culture, is inconsistent, but the change is constant. But only God's grace is consistent. Again, our main idea this morning stated this. God is pleased when we live inside this world like outsiders. For those of you from up north, you'll recognize these conditions. Who's driven in conditions like this? One time I was traveling back from Chicago. It was just Hope and I, thank goodness. And she had a Jeep, and it was lifted, so we had some elevation. We had some ground clearance, had some off-road tires on. We were driving on a road, a highway, just like this. Just like this. And I was, I was uh, getting ahead of myself. I was a little too confident. I was a little overzealous. Next thing I know, I didn't listen to my wife, I will admit, because you guys know she was coaching me in the right direction from the front seat. I say that now. I wasn't thinking that at the time. Long story short, we ended up in an embankment. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. It was a large embankment. We just stopped short of the fence that was going into the cornfield. Fortunately, the Jeep had enough clearance to get our way out. It took a bunch of attempts. But unfortunately, I put our lives at risk driving on roads like this. After that happened, my ego was bruised, even to sit, stand here before you this morning. But the one thing still rings true today. Even though within a flash of a moment, we spun out and ended up going down in an embankment, thankfully, in that intersection, there was no cars coming through, or we didn't go into another lane and hit another car. But the one thing that still remains true today, when we finally arrived home, man, I was so glad to be home. And I think a lot of us can relate to something like that, especially after something has happened to us on the road. It's always a good feeling to get home knowing that you arrived there safely. Brothers and sisters, this is how it's going to be for us one day in eternity. This is how we're going through life right now. White out condition almost. We don't even know where it is we're going because we can't necessarily see everything before us. The conditions on the road are hostile because this is a sinful world. But we know that one day we will arrive home in eternity. And when we do, we should be so glad after having spent time in this sin-filled world. After all, the Christian on this earth who is tethered to God's grace will always hope in the future over the present. Let's get into verse 11 and 12. As we said from the outset, all Scripture leads to Jesus. Animals were burned and sacrificed outside the camp. This represents unbelievers who have no access to God. Those who do not have saving faith in Jesus are outside the camp. 
inside the world as insiders. Humanity can receive and be tethered to God's grace because as what it says right here, we have an opportunity to receive God's grace because Jesus also suffered outside the gate. By being outside of the gate, Jesus has made Himself accessible to the entire world. Again, all Scripture leads to Christ. Animal sacrifices had to be carried four miles away from God's presence to be burned. Because He made Him to be sin, as the Bible tells us, who knew no sin, Jesus could no longer dwell in the presence of God's divine favor. That's why He had to go outside. He suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through His own blood. Now, that word sanctify, we need to define that word. It means to be set apart. God sets us apart and takes us through a process to make us holy. That's what it means to be sanctified. God is making us holy as Jesus is holy. Jesus died outside of Jerusalem. He was rejected by the religious Jews. He was rejected by insiders on the inside. Those same Jews living legalism, trying to please God with their own works. Do you realize what this is telling us? We need to live inside this world like outsiders. Outsiders on the inside know that there is no lasting city. There is no lasting city in this life or on this earth. Outsiders on the inside look forward to the everlasting city. That's the difference. Now, speaking earlier about political thought, there's political thought today that says, let's do everything we can to save this world. Now, we know that God's going to destroy the heavens, destroy the earth, create a new heavens, a new earth. That doesn't mean we just throw our trash out and litter and not take care of this earth. I still believe that we're called to be good stewards of this earth. But we're not called to save this earth. So anybody who's telling you it's all about saving this earth, just remember, they're just insiders on the inside, and you are an outsider living on the inside, or you're living in the world, not of it. See, this city that we're talking about, this everlasting city that we know is to come, When we receive our citizenship there, it's going to be just like driving in a whiteout condition, experiencing hazardous road conditions. You're going to be glad that you made it home. You're going to be glad that you made it there safely after having gone through everything that you've gone through on this earth. And as we close, let's all read aloud verses 15 and 16. They're going to be on the screen for you. I just think it would be a good practice after what we've already stated here. So I'll go ahead and begin, and you can read aloud with me. 
Through Him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Let me, let me read 16 again. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Brothers and sisters, there has never been a circumstance that has ever been deemed inappropriate to praise the Lord. Each and every circumstance we ever find ourselves in is an opportunity to praise the Lord. If there's one thing that we need to just remind ourselves of continually, the whole purpose of the church age is to share Christ so others can arrive home safely too. We share Christ so others who don't know about the everlasting city can know about the everlasting city. What, what is everybody else trying to do? Survive. Green is the universal color of survival. The greener it is, the better you are at surviving. Whether it's your lawn or it's the green back in your pocket. It isn't about survival on this earth. It's about what's to come. Our job as the church is to share Christ and Him crucified. And we need to do good, as it says, to share what you have. Not only what we know about the Gospel, but actually material possessions. Because that city we're going to, we don't take anything with us. T.D. Lee says it well when he says this. I just want to read his quote. Believers find no joy in dead animals, but in the living God. His glory, not our comfort, is to be our desire. God is not pleased by animal sacrifices, but by believers who acknowledge His goodness, greatness, and mercy. There has never been an inappropriate circumstance in which we should not bring praise to the name of Jesus. As Joe comes up and joins me and we, we wrap up, it's important for us to understand that those who receive God's grace, those who remain tethered to God's grace, are actually considered to be a royal priesthood. I know there are certain religions that claim that there are priests within Christianity and, and others aren't priests, but it's very clear in Scripture that all who have a saving faith in Jesus are considered to be saints, and those who are saints are priests. Why are we saints? Oh, sanctification, that's right. Because God takes all those who have a saving faith in Jesus through the process of making them holy. How are we priests? We're priests because our faith in Christ gives us access to God. As priests, do not neglect to do good. Do not hesitate by waiting to be asked. It's always been said that 20% do 100% of the work in the church. We need to flip that stat around. We should all be 100% of the church doing 100% of the work. Finally, what does it say here? 
Share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. After all, outsiders on the inside seek the city that is yet to come. Nothing that we have, nothing, whether it's our stature, our reputation, or material possessions, none of it, none of it comes with us. And upon arrival, not only will we be glad because of this truth to have made it home, but we're also going to be glad when we get there that there will not be a U-Haul to unload. And I think too many of us live our lives like a U-Haul is coming with us, and it's not. Our faith in Jesus is what matters. Us sharing our faith in Christ and what He has done for us matters. It's not about being good enough. If you are sitting here today and you're unsure whether or not you're saved, because you've done this, that, and the third, I want to remind you of what my wife always reminds me or anybody else when she hears this. When Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future because he doesn't have one. He can only remind you of his past because he doesn't have a future. And he wants to guilt you into thinking that you don't have a future when you do. It has nothing to do with our work. It has everything to do with our faith in the work of Jesus. And we can close by really saying this then. Sacrifice in deeds and meeting needs pleases the Lord. Sacrifice in deeds and meeting needs pleases the Lord. We can meet needs by the giving up of our material goods for others or by sharing the gospel with others. There's more than one way to share and to sacrifice and to give up. Again, our first point this morning stated this, change might be constant, but only God's grace is consistent. And our main idea, wrapping all of these verses together this morning states, God is pleased when we live inside this world like outsiders. Let's pray. Lord, help us to be a church that is about doing the work that you have called us to do. Allow us to encourage one another in your good news so others can come to a saving faith in you. We want to be a light not only in this neighborhood as a church, but in our individual lives, the networks of people that we get to come in contact with. We know that we can only do this by the guidance of your spirit and his power because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email connect at villasgrace.com.